special guest today yeah we love it my guy jeff's guy a lot of people's guy he doesn't need much of an introduction but you could give him one <laughs> no he no needs no introduction <laughs> <laughs> everybody our good friend braun what also known as bronski beats what's up man What's what, going on, guys? What's up, my friend? Rocking the green for Celtics. Wait, you guys. Yeah, man. Apparently, we're in the finals. <laughs> oh, shit. I thought that was something else. <laughs> we are in the finals. It is game three tomorrow. First home game. Bron, you going? Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to go to a uh, the big night live viewing. No, that tomorrow. doesn't count as our pack. We made a pack a couple weeks ago. Said no matter what the cost is, we're going to one of these two games. And then, I, I don't know, man. It's, the it's, way it's, my bank account is set up. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's like what is it like eight hundred just to walk in the door at this point? Yeah, yeah. I looked at. I actually, this, this this is funny. I actually looked at the difference between the ticket prices at Chase and San Francisco compared to the tickets. At TD and and the ones at Chase were were fifteen to eighteen. I think they're like eight, seven or eight here. Yeah, they're about yeah, half the price. I got to call Millie's to get the hookup. I know we're gonna have to call a couple of favors in the next couple of days here. He's in courtside, heavy, heavy he courtside. Shout out to Millie's. Millie's That's the Millie's dressing dressing like a dressing like a gang member. I thought he was part of the <laughs> courtside, the, the, the coaching team. He was so close. He's all I stuff. Love it, love it. Yeah, there's some, there's some. That's kind of like one of my favorite things is to see who's rocking courtside. You obviously have, you know, your. Uh, I think Gucci's been there. He's, I think he's Jalen's Jalen's cousin or uncle something, or right? Cousin. Or, yeah, is yeah. That, is that why he's always there? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah, who. Okay. Somebody, I knew. Wait, I knew it was some relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a rela- he's related to Jalen. We got okay. you know obviously some of the Celtics and you know the old timer guys. This, yeah. the Perkins and, is always there. Ortiz and you know you have yeah. like the bunch of those, but it's always interesting to see, especially I think Game Three. The finals in Boston. I think there's going to be some. What I've heard, some interesting. Yeah, I think uh, that's what I was. That's what I was wondering too. You know, I had a conversation about this. You know, having the finals here, there's going to bring an influx of celebrities oh, and yeah, people yeah. to Boston for sure that you wouldn't normally, you know, see at a at a at a, at a Celtics game. So it should be. Yeah, I mean, I know, think you have a lot. You of think Bird will make an appearance? That's a great question. I don't think so. No. What's up with Big Baby, like, breaking his parole by going to, like, <laughs> the playoff games? <laughs> That's good. how important they are. Bird right? would Did be he, nice. He had to, like, stay in, like, two states, and he didn't. He came to Massachusetts, and he broke his parole for his insurance scam uh, uh, pending. Oh, uh, I don't even know. He got convicted already, or what's up with that? I, I don't think it's over with, but, yeah, innocent until proven guilty. Hey. <laughs> That's what Alleged they say cops. 
<laughs> allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Um, rocking the concept shirt as always. And yeah. concept is where uh, you DJ on Fridays. Yes? Braun does Fridays. Yep. Fr- Fridays and uh, and Jason on Saturdays. Yeah. But Braun's got a sick concept for his concept set. Give us a little rundown. No, I, w- I want to make sure everybody knows that my good friend Braun live broadcasts from Concepts with a theme, mind you. Not just in there broadcasting. He comes up with a theme every week. I love yeah. that. Well, it's just it's just boring just to play regular. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's easier just to come up with a theme. And, it's, you know, I think it's a great idea, man. Give me like two or three hours. themes that you've done so far. Uh, I did uh, Best of Cash Money. <laughs> I I did uh, awesome. uh, all all new Jack Swing. I did '90s Underground House. I did uh, uh, Yo MTV Raps. That's a great one. Best I showed of. up that one. Yeah, I got a T-shirt. He's handing yeah, out. T- he's giving out free T-shirts. Yo MTV Raps T-shirts. T-shirts. Shouts, wow. shouts to shouts to Frank the Butcher. Yes, uh, for the hookups for the uh, we did some T-shirts. Frank the Butcher. For, for, oh, that's yeah. amazing. I know I got a lot of compliments. I actually wore it uh, this past week or past weekend, it. and people were loving it, man. We did see it. So we do have a question of the week in this, and I've been noticing it a bunch too, and I think I don't know it's, if it's just because I follow some guys on, on social media and oh, TikTok shit. and everything like that, but recently I saw, like, and they're asking about this, about in which I was, I put up turntables on, on the World Wide Web too, but selling records, selling turntables. Uh, I saw Cypher Sounds was Oh, yeah, he's, moving, been, uh, mo- he's moving, moving, so he's, he's been using his, it on his Instagram, yeah. telling stories about stuff he's finding. And Absolutely. How, and all, he's, he's, it's good content. Cypher's funny, good, dude. It's great content. But do you feel as though people are holding on to their record collection because it's, like, similar to, like, uh, baseball cards in, in that aspect of you know something that you worked hard to collect and you yeah. think it's going to be worth money someday, or do you just do it, or you just can't get rid of them? And Braun, do you still have your records? Well, before Braun answers, I think we brought this up Thursday. Him and I were talking about this, yeah. and Braun told me he did get rid of his collection, but in return, go ahead. Um, I, I got rid of some of my collection. I got rid of a shit ton of albums. Um, shouts to DJ 7L. He has an amazing record store called Soundtracks in Beverly, Massachusetts. Nice. And uh, uh, I gave him a lot of my albums just because I didn't play them a lot, but I kept all of my 12 inches and um, pretty much. But, yeah, I, I got rid of a lot of albums just because that's. I think that's what people are buying now is albums mostly. Yeah, really. singles are tough. I know Scissorhand uh, sold his to somebody in, in, uh, in Japan, I believe, for like, a lot of money, and they had to ship a container out to get it out there. Wow! But you yeah. still have so you have all your twelve inch still. Yeah, actually, I played I played vinyl. Um, Thursday, uh, Jason came by yeah. at the W on Thursday. I was playing uh, some twelves. Um, it's just for, it's just fun. Like I, I I still play my records out. Mm-hmm. Like I still I still find some opportunity to be that guy, and it's just funny because people come request record you know, request songs, and you're like, well, I can't. I just have you, you know, just don't records. have it. <clears throat> That's pretty dope too. And well, I have on my forty, my forty fives too. I oh, yeah. my and there's different versions of songs on forty fives that didn't come out. They were almost like the maxi singles at that time. And I, one of the things I noticed when Braun was playing vinyl on Thursday, he was definitely letting songs ride out longer. And then you forget about pieces of those songs that 
that never get played anymore. Right, right, so right. you're like, oh, that breakdown's so dope, and you don't hear that stuff. Where, where's so your collection? In my apartment. No, there's two places, upstate New York, and the rest is in my apartment. And when I moved, that shit is not fun, man. Yeah. Moving yeah, that move, around is move, not fun. Moving records is the worst. It's, it's got to be the worst thing ever. And I just started putting all of them in, like, the plastic wrap, too. So, like. Oh, jeez. Talking about hundreds of thousands, like 10,000. You put them in thousands. plastic wrap? Yeah. For what reason? What do, you, what do you mean? The sleeves. I put the albums in the sleeves, the plastic sleeves. Oh, see, so wait. So you've 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 like literally you've exchanged all the paper sleeves with plastic sleeves. Manually? No, I put the I put the whole like like the whole record. Oh, okay, in a yeah. Vinyl. So it's like a, you put the whole twelve inch in like a plastic. Yeah, thing. like if you were to go to Seven L's shop, all his records are probably yeah, in yeah, cellophane yeah, okay. or like the used that's, ones. That's right? actually good. I've never done that to any of my records. My records are pretty fucked up. Well, you're also talking to somebody that needs all the album artwork for every song he has in his Serato too. So, yeah, you're one of those guys, huh? <laughs> That's Meanwhile, I will never fucking... ever use that to look at the dude because you know what it is, man. Back in the day when we took our records to the club, we knew exactly where each record was within those five crates. Yeah, by the album artwork. Did you ever get hammered and like and just like start going record record, just start slamming them back, and then you wake up the next day and all your records are out of place? Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've, sometimes I what, I what I used to do is when I used to just play the records and yeah. just stack them. So by the end of the night, I oh, would just have stacked, vinyl just stacked that. like that, Mm-mm. and then I'd go back in and this reverse. You know what I mean? Just so I, it would be easier that back. way than Funk you know Master I mean? Flex you just, used to do that too. Yeah, yeah, you just like stack them like that. I never stacked my records. I thought it would damage them. It it does. It ruins them. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I didn't personally didn't do it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, just stacking them on top of each other like that. And you still have your turntables? Yeah. Oh, did you did you sell he? yours, Jeff? I put them up there. I think I took it down. No, nobody would. I put a price like, on it that was kind of high. Yeah, just just you, you know, like ten thousand dollars. <laughs> no, I understand why you did it because you you could if somebody's going to take it for that, I would get rid of it. But I don't really want to get rid of it. Correct. It wasn't. It wasn't. I need a price. It, I need to sell it price. It was, if somebody's really paying that much money for it. Yeah, why not? I, I agree yeah, with that because I'm definitely well, well, not going to make that offer. They are coming out with brand new uh, uh, multicolored techniques. I heard uh, that, yeah. 1200s. They come in yellow, red, green, white, uh, uh, black, silver, gold. Really? And they look pretty dope. And I, I think a lot of them are like pre-sold already, but. I did see that, the pre-sold. Yeah, they were hard to get. Braun, you go to Braun's place and he has like. A round table of different DJ setups. That's it's pretty so sick. Cool. Yeah, but currently I don't have any any, any turntables because I have like different turntables at, at like two different places in Boston that I just keep there because they use them. So I have no turntables at my house, which is insane. Wow. I didn't notice that. <laughs> there was just so yeah, much it's going crazy. on. Well, that was a great question of the week, as always. Yeah, I want to get rid of my record collection though. I'm I'm okay with getting rid of it now. My problem is I, I, I'm thinking in my head, I'm not holding on to them like they're baseball cards, like you were saying. I just I just don't think there's a demand for what I have because mine are working records, right. so they're beat to shit. The bottoms are, are you know, the, the bottoms of the artwork, like whatever it's fucking called, is like ripped out because the hit record hits so many times mm-hmm. being shipped, you know what I mean? 
Yeah, you'd have, you'd have to sell to a DJ or somebody like that. Yeah, they were working records. They're not like mint condition. Like, yeah, you know. I saw I saw what Cipher had the uh, he had some stuff still in plastic. I think some of them were worth a lot. It was like the it was reasonable doubt in plastic. Yeah, but there's just difference between me and Cipher Sounds. Cipher Sounds was getting all those records for free. I was paying five ninety nine per record. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like that's the difference between DJ and now and then, too. These kids pay zero money for their records. I had to pay for each song that I had. And if I wanted a house record at that point, the only place to get house music was Satellite Records. And for some yeah. reason, they were all imports, and they were all double the price. So yeah. I'd go to sound, I'd go to uh, Satellite Records on Bowery, and there would be $10 a pop. Yeah, dude. they had a Satellite Records in Boston. They well. did? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. You told me that. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know oh, that. Yeah. Right near Biscuit. There was some real weirdos worked there. It was great. <laughs> oh, that's a special kind, you, especially like that there? era. Did you work I, there? I, I never worked there. Um, but no, I never worked there. But you know, we, we you would make the rounds. You go to Satellite. You go to right. Biscuit Head. You go to Newberry. Right. You know, and 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 there was like a bunch of record pools in Boston at the time. What was there? Mass Pool. Yep. There was uh, Indie Pro. Yeah, there were a lot and, of. Them. Remember, remember Crate Static Selector had like him and uh uh what was that called? It was like, it was just called Crates, right? They had a record store in the South End. It was uh Oh with uh with uh Eddie Q. With Eddie Q, yeah. Oh, yeah, you yeah. tell me this yeah. story before, I think, Jeff. Yeah. And yeah, his yeah. son Moneybags is running it. Shut the money bags. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I and I remember shit. going to all my record pools and being like, dude, I I need like I need Def Jam. Like I don't need another copy of uh 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 fucking slip and slide, like you know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. it's just like but like the uh, thing, can I, can I get a Jay Z record? What's going on? The thing with Cipher is, oh, he probably got rid of all his working records, and those are just the the multiple demos that he got. You know right, what I mean? Right, right. He was going through and he was showing off his uh his uh his dub plates too. He's got mad dub plates too. So, oh, Bobby Condors does that too. Show to oh, I love Bobby Condors. You know, I want to get. I want to. Wasn't there always a wasn't there always a rumor that Funky Fresh Records had a dub plate? Uh, uh, you you can make like dub plates in the basement. That it, was like the, always the rumor. There right? was a rumor that where I don't was know if this it's true? It was in Jeff, Rock, you, it was in Rock you, ever, oh. you ever go to Funky Fresh? Yeah, of course with Rusty and um, yeah. and then I would go there and then um, the other reggae store was it was it was like Sagittarius. What was it called? Oh my God, Sagittarius! Was no, called. what was it called? That'd be so fun. It was like a. It was like a. Uh, it was Taurus Records. Taurus Records. Oh, you knew it was like okay. a sign. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was a Gemini Records. <laughs> Gemini. We used to have a Gemini mixer. Oh, we did. And it turned into American DJ. Wait, wait. All right. So, and of course. Go ahead, Bron. I was going to say, of course, the, inf- the, the, the super famous Skippy Whites as well. Yes, Skippy Whites, definitely. What was your first mixer? That's a good question. Mine was a Gemini. Gemini was yours, Bron. I, I think I had a Scratch Master. Yeah, it was it was the first mixer I had. Gemini oh. Scratch Master. But I, I never had the one that had the sampler on it. You know, everyone had the one that had like oh, the, yeah, the yeah. two-second sampler on it. Yeah, it had that like was, four yeah. like buttons. Yeah, but then if you yeah. unplug it, the samples go away. It never yeah, stored. They the never sample. stored. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it didn't save. It didn't save. <laughs> I can't. I don't yeah. want to say what my first mixer was because. Was uh, well, oh. it was a house mixer I got from a nightclub first, but my first real mixer was the Realistic from Radio Shack. Wow. <laughs> wow. And then. And then I went to Newmark after that. I had Newmark mixers. I went Gemini. I went, yeah, Realistic, Gemini. They were good, yeah. They were cheap, Newmark. Too. The one with the wood panel on the side or the front. There was a there was a blue one. 
had wood paneling on the front, and it was probably like this big. <laughs> I never had that one. I, I think I, I think I actually have a recollection of that mixer as well. I had that in a beeper. <laughs> the mini and the like to do your transform and scratches. You had to actually turn the line phono back and forth. Hurley, yeah. what was yeah. your first mixer? Uh, I only had a controller. Oh, uh, wow. DJ 400. Sheesh. <laughs> Sheesh. My mixer sold. The store doesn't even exist anymore. <laughs> like, what's your first mixer? Pioneer 900. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Super lit. Nexus 3. So another thing that we've been talking about since we have, I guess I'll call myself a DJ. Oh, you could do that. I've seen him rip a couple records. He tried to take my he tried to take <laughs> Jeff, my clout the other day. Jeff, Jeff's, Jeff is 100% a DJ. So which a lot of people give us feedback on the show, and I think it's important that having you on here, Braun, is, is taking it to the next level and how DJs, become just from a bedroom DJ to a club DJ to now uh, the next level where, you know, remixing comes into play. Um, production. Production comes into play. Like, I know you, that you have been in that scene for a long he has, time. Yeah, And how it went from DJing to starting production to remixing where other DJs are playing your songs and making it more of a name for yourself by having DJs play your song. He's talking uh, about like edits, how like some of these kids are putting out edit, edits nowadays. Yeah. I mean, or like I mean on, honestly, like we were doing edits for a long time and no one really cared um, until AM started playing our edits. And then, and, and, Who's you know what I mean? It's, like, it's just Blade Runners you're t- talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Like if, if that's, I mean, that's kind of how it, you got to get like other DJs to be start playing your things. You right. know what I mean? Support like, it. Sometimes you'll find on SoundCloud they'll say, you know, it's just like it was like that. By, and then like yeah. Crooklyn Clan took it to like a whole another level where like people were downloading a lot of like you know what I mean. Like just think of all like the who were the top five like Crooklyn Clan guys like back in the day who would just make oh, like thousands of edits who would just like make a beat lot of breaker money. for sure, beat breaker and yep. like those type of guys. But it's just like too the technology is so easy. Like it's I mean to make your oh own so we couldn't do that back in our day. Yeah. It was a lot harder back then. So there was a lot less people doing it. You know what I mean? So, so give us a run. So you, so Blade Runners, um, decided to make an edit of a song. Now, how to get in the hands of AM? Was this pre Serato or during? Uh, no, no, it was during. It was during Serato. Yeah, like, edits was, couldn't be Serato. probably really been done before pre Serato because they'd have to be burnt to CD. That's the only way you can. No, I mean play. no, because they had the. Didn't you guys have vinyl? Uh yeah, we we actually we we pressed vinyl. We, yeah, but uh, that was hard. It wasn't as as easy to do as it is. But now. that that was yeah. just more just for like promo and doing something cool. But like, yeah, I mean, we yeah. would just set, you know give someone a CD. We, you know, I think CDs were like back CDs then. CDs where was it like, was, yeah, the easiest you know. way to actually play them in a club. So how to get it from you making that edit to AM's hands to AM playing it? Uh, probably just like going out. Uh, you know, um. Uh, shouts to my man Mike B out in LA. Uh, he was like kind of like a it, it, like an in between guy who like we had known. I mean, I, I've known like I've known guys like like five just from like and like Kevin you, Scott too. You know, wor- working at Land Speed and working at Traffic and having those relationships with those guys. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's kind of like an uh like they were just like all a bunch of old school nerds that ended up being kind of like Vegas DJs. Yeah, we all are though. At the end and, of the day, and, we're just cool nerds. Yeah, but it's uh, yeah. You know, and then you just kind of like, oh, what did you know, play this? What's that? Like, oh, shit. Like, oh, AM wants that. You know what I mean? It was like that type of thing. And, and we like, used to. Oh, he loves that. Did you send it to him on your sidekick? 
What's that? Side yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, yo, listen to this on my sidekick. It was crazy. That one speaker. We, you know, but we, but, that, but it, it, it was good because you know we got to, you know, we we got to DJ Banana Split like a couple times. That's and, amazing. You know what I, mean? I love that. And back then we used to share collections of folders with other DJs. I think that was I, a little bit more then than it is now. We used to be like, I, I never did that. Really? Hell's no. You never traded records with somebody. Hell's no! You know how like when Serato first came out, you know how hard it was. You know, you know how hard it was to get like a like a real serious collection, like all your shit, like into one hard drive. Well, when I got first first came out. Yeah, I, I went was, through it, that. Scribble it gave took me a, like, a long whole time. catalog, and I'm still deciphering through that shit. Well, that's, yeah, that, I mean that's probably a lot of shit. Well, I needed I needed Serato like the next day. Like I had a gig that needed Serato for some reason, and Scribbles. Was Scribble was like, "Yo, take just take this. You're, you'll be fine." Just dumped all this unorganized, unlike labeled music. Oh my god! And he, and he only plays AIFF files. I know that now he does, but back then we didn't have that option though because they were still like no. one twenty eight bit MP threes. What's AIFF <clears throat> files? It's like a wave file. It's like a MP three is like kind of like low bandwidth. Yeah. This is like like full, it's like super high quality sound. Got so it. it's AI. So it would go MP three AIFF and then wave. Uh, I think AIFF and wave are kind of like Almost similar. The same. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's nobody like different. So formats. nobody play an MP three right now. Well, well, oh, everyone know. says that, like, especially if you have like a, a huge club with an amazing sound system. 100 percent. I know this for a fact. Be playing AIFF, yeah. like it just sounds night and day. Like it, it really does. does. I I remember my first big gig at at the at the Bergada in Atlantic City, playing a big room like that. I remember playing Nelly Furtado record, and it was like <laughs> 128 like bit per bit rate, whatever it was. Yeah. And I was wondering why you the difference between three twenty and one twenty eight in a big room like oh, yeah. that is huge, man. Hurley, yeah. you he, on the uh, on the AIFF or whatever? Um, I would say a lot of my music's actually MP3s, but I make sure that it's three twenty kilobytes per. You second. have to. It can't have anything less. because yeah. back then is, iTunes was like one twenty. Like, yeah, even iTunes you can get. Even, yeah. you couldn't even download three twenty. When I heard uh, Braun play two weeks ago when he was playing vinyl, the. the the quality, dude. There's nothing that sounds. The quality of how that sounded was amazing, and I remember I, I was doing. I would always hang out with Static and everybody at Tona, Tony Toka's party at a Sutra Lounge, and one night, uh, Marley Mall. Yeah, I think it was Marley Mall. I can't remember who it was. One of the. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm just having a brain freeze. But they played it all vinyl set in that room, and it just sounded so amazing. Oh, it was so imagine. different, dude. Vinyl live vinyl sounds so much better than a computer. The bass bumps, dude. It sounded so good in that spot the other day, Bron. It really does. Vinyl makes a huge difference. It did does. You, did you play on the system where you brought some stuff in? Uh, yeah. Well, it's like a, it's mixture, a mixture of like yeah. their system, and then I bring in some other speakers just to get and- some like low end in there. Well, yeah, I got like two. Su- I bring in a couple subs just because you, know, you, you got to get the, you got to get the subs rocking. You need to feel so, it in your bones, man. So let, let's get into that. So new DJs trying to make the names for themselves, getting up to the to the next level. Is that you think a avenue for people to start doing edits and distributing that? I know one of our guys, um, Revis. Revis, yeah, has that. Was this Sean Paul? Yeah, temperature and satisfaction, and a lot of people started playing that. Oh yeah, yeah, huge guys. 
huge. I mean, it's just a, it, it's just an easy tool to promote yourself. You know what I mean? If you get something yeah. that's kind of popping. I mean, look at half the guys at DJ now. Like they had like one like kind of like almost. Um, uh, who's who's the guy who who um, who who's, uh, sampled the Cherish loop? Oh, a craze. Yeah, I mean, like you know, that song became big, and now now he's like he's he's good. Yeah, but he made I mean? zero money off that record. Yeah, but it's not about that. He's getting booked like crazy. Yeah, that's where it comes in the back end. <clears throat> Excuse me. I mean, no one's made a, no one's made any money selling records for like fifteen years. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's, that's very true. Yeah, no, I. Uh, but that's that's the power of like a good edit that somebody really likes that you can play out. Like you know what I mean? You'll you'll get booked. Like that dude's probably like the in a beat breaker. Right now. I think it just changed the beat breakers like career too. It it just brought so much, you know, notoriety to his bootlegs and and edits that it helped raise his career. Like those uh, edit packs people put out. DJs put out edit packs instead of putting out mixes as demos. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. The only reason I made edits was because I didn't like the way that the record played. It didn't fit my style, so I would make an edit to have it fit my style. Got it. Or I would like, like I had one of the at one point in my career, I had the probably number one mashup in the world, which was all I do is win over one by Swedish House Mafia. And the reason I did this this bootleg was because I wanted to really play the Swedish House Mafia record one, but it didn't have any vocals. And at that point in nightlife, I in open format DJing, you couldn't really play a house record that had no vocals or anything in it. So I couldn't play an instrumental. So I tried to find a way to get people to to, to enjoy it that they didn't know the song. So I put All I Do Is Win by... DJ Khaled over one by Swedish House Mafia, and it just blew up, man. Now, nice. what's the difference between edit, bootleg? <laughs> I don't even know the answer to this thing. question. Braun? Well, I mean, a bootleg is just something what he just described. He just but why like, is that not a mashup, know. though? Uh, well, I think mashups are bootlegs. Yeah, okay. All right. That's what I thought. I mean... You know, a, a bootleg is just you know, a, a bootleg is just ba- what you just describe is you just describe DJing, right? You just take a, you know, you <laughs> that's just, true. Yeah, you take a beat, you put an acapella over it, or yeah. you, you know what I mean. This is that's just what we do. But I, I mean, love that's why I came up. I came up with blend tapes. Ron G was like one of my favorite DJs ever, and D- Dirty Harry. I love blend tapes, so to be able to yeah. do that, manipulate it, and make an edit for the for nightclub you know, is I, great. I, I, I think the bad thing about people only playing other people's edits is like. Where, where's the originality like where where do you fit in like I, I get it you're doing you're playing all these things that other people created but like you can do that like you know what i mean yeah like, that's why know, i do it. i make edits to help me play a song that normally wouldn't fit within my 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 mm-hmm. wheelhouse of music and make it yeah. fit sometimes there's great bootlegs and they just go in a direction that i don't like and then i edit that part out and take it in a direction that yeah. i do like and you know so, i don't really do release think- them but DJ Clutch is really good at that too. I mean, he's been he's been kind of doing that forever. For a long yeah, time. he's been doing it. He's one of the key guys you were talking about yeah. earlier on uh, Crook and Clan, I believe. And he's quick. He, he like he 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 sends me like he's like oh check out these edits I did. And I'm just like damn, it's just like it's a lot of stuff, man. <laughs> like <laughs> that that dude puts a lot of work in. Yes, yeah, yeah, I, I didn't. Shouts to Excel too. Excel Excel has some. He's Excel just sent me a pack of like all types of crazy stuff. Like that dude's. Oh, and it's always different guy. stuff too. That's why I like his and the other dude, uh, Doc Adam Hell too. Yeah. Doc Adam yeah. has some really Jim Sharp out of uh, England too. Jim Shop, Jim Shop, in it. I play a lot. Of, I play a lot of Jim Shop. Jim Shop edits in it. <laughs> in it, bro. Big mind team. Great, 
and of course Nick Bike is just like the oh the, my the, god the, that the, guy the, is the, like the messiah of, of of everything now like I know even like Jazzy Jeff will be like yeah I just play all Nick Bike edits, edits. Like, for my entire set I love that I have a bunch of edits that I found they're called they call them actually reflexes and they like just totally dissemble like a song and like recreate it in a different way with the original melodies and shit and it's um, unbelievable that's pretty dope you're pretty dope broad what gave the Celtics winning it all in <laughs> what you say what game what game they winning it on they taking it in six or what i i got i got celtics having to win in six is what i'm saying we're gonna win like, it at home? like like we have to win in six like i would like it if we if we just took i mean i think we're gonna take wednesday no problem but we need to take Wednesday and Friday, and, Friday. and I think we're. I think we. I think if we could do that, it's over. It's we're in really good shape. We win the next two games at home. I mean, it'd be it'd be really hard to beat us. Yeah, I'm still a Knicks fan. I'm. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm a Nick. I'm a Celtics fan now, boy. <laughs> I mean, you might as well be being a Knicks fan. Is like Prince. It's, oh, it's like been being a, a tough like being a twenty Mets years. Fan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bronze and Nets fan, right? You're a Mets, Mets fan. I, I, I do uh, enjoy Do you the like wearing the hat or do you like the Metropolitans? Uh, well, when I was living in New York, I went to a lot of Mets games. They're way um, easier to get to than Yankees. My girlfriend was the owner's wife's esthetician. Well, that'll, so we that'll help. Wow. <laughs> we got a lot of free tickets. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. think? <laughs> esthetician, though. That's a good one. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's sick. She like, popped her pimples and all of that. You know what I mean? Slashing her the pimples. Administered the Botox. You know what I mean? Put the fillers She in. has all the dark secrets. Yeah. She knows about the back me. I used to yes, love she. going to old. I used to love going to Shea because I lived right next door to it. So we used to go to the games. It'd be like, they couldn't fill those seats. There'd be like $6 tickets like behind home plate and shit. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> and th- I mean, and they're actually pretty good this year. I love the Yankees. I'm a Yankees fan to death, but the stadiums are totally different. That stadium is more family orientated, orientated, and and I believe Yankee Stadium is more corporate. Like, oh, and, yeah, yeah. And, and it's also full of maniacal fucking assholes that like are like literally <laughs> hey, easy, the worst easy. fans. They are they're animals. So are Boston. No, no, they're not. If you go to a Red Sox game, Phillies, and you have a Yan- Phillies, you have a Yankees too. hat on. It's not. It's not a big deal. They'll be like, hey, take that hat off or whatever. Like I went to a. I went to a. You know, I went to a Yankees. Game <laughs> oh, they don't play over there. Girl, no, no, it no. was a. Yeah, it was yeah. a dude screaming at like calling her a whore. No. <laughs> calling her a whore because <laughs> she had a Red Sox. Hat. She had a Red Sox hat. She's like, you're a fucking whore. Yeah, that's I was ridiculous. Like, I was like, bro, like, what are you doing? I mean, come on. What do they do? Like they they were th- uh, throwing the balls back this year. Like they're, they're like the war. Like. Yankees fans are the worst. We're the they throw best. shit. They throw shit on their own field. All who throws shit on their own field <laughs> constantly. Yes. They throw, who throws a bottle I and shit know. on their own? Who trashes their own field? I agree. Y'all have it, and y'all haven't won. You're talking about all the time, like oh, we we won these championships when in the fifties and forties. <laughs> y'all still bragging about winning in the forties? We, we, we didn't are have to winners. play against any Spanish or black people. Oh yeah, great job, fantastic <laughs> job, guys. What is your you one one oh, in this decade? I love getting Bron fired up. Love getting Bron fired up. All right, see you guys later. No, <laughs> listen, listen. I like the Yankees. The Yankees hat is cool. I, I will give you that. When Jay wears it, when you wear it, it looks really cool. But Thanks, like, come on. I got it on my knuckles. It ain't going nowhere. <laughs> Nothing. No one is more overrated than the Yankees. Come on, that's come my agreed. team, though. That's my team. Agreed. agreed. But I will so, enjoy myself a Red Sox game. I don't care at that park. 
is unbelievable, man. Beautiful park. So, Braun, what do you got coming up? What's what's new in Braun's world? Uh, what's new in my world? Um, you know, uh, shit. I wish I wish I was prepared for this answer. Mm, wait, good question, Jeff. More edits, more bootlegs, more W Hotel, more concepts. Uh, yeah, you know, you yeah. Know. Plug the concepts thing and where they can see it on Mixcloud, please. I think it's a great thing that, it's, uh, that we yeah, need it's, to uh, uh, get Mixed out there. Cloud. Uh, it's concepts music on Mixcloud uh, every Friday at three o'clock. Go check it out. It's my, my my live stream, and it's fun, and he looks really cool doing it. I'm sure he does. Yeah, yeah. In a Boston um, hat or a Celtics hat. Always. Uh, we got some cool things coming out with uh, a Czar face. Shouts to a Seven L and Esoteric uh, I love Czar that. face. I love that uh, with with uh, Wu Tang member Inspector Deck. Um, and we're going back out on tour with Jedi Mind Tricks finally again. Wow, dope, dope. As, dope. As, as as COVID is over, so I'm gonna have to uh, deal with the uh, maniacal um, Jedi Mind Tricks fans, which are basically like the same as like corn fans. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Really? Yeah, I mean, I, I think at this point, like that type of like underground hip hop is more like on some like hardcore punk rock shit than yeah. it, than it really is like hip hop shit. You know what I mean? Got it. Got it. Wait, have you like, seen? Wait. Have you seen the? Uh, you posted something the other day about the uh, Sex Pistols show. Did you watch that first episode? I, I did. Well, I I, I watched the oh, uh, Hulu. It's not. Yeah, it's not a documentary. No, it's FX, it's, it's, right? Oh no. No, no. It, well, it's, yeah, it's on Hulu though, but it is FX, and it's a, it's like a it's like a documentary series on oh, it's the, reenactment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it's really fucking good. Some of it's bullshit because I, I actually know a, a lot about the Sex Pistols. Oddly enough. That's amazing. Um, but I watched the whole fucking season in one night, and I stayed up to like five in the morning. It's a good watch. You should go check it out. Yeah, I want to check that out. Definitely. Cool, man. Well, Braun, we appreciate having my you guy. On here. We're gonna have Braun on more a, a often. A lot, a lot more often. Yeah, but for his knowledge and wisdom, and, and his, friend, out here. his friendship, his, his, his Boston fandom, we just love it all. So yeah, appreciate man. you, Braun. Knowledge reigns supreme That's over it. everybody. Yo, where can they find you on on your social, bro? Uh, I am at Bronski under dash beat on Instagram. Mm. Um, I am at uh, Bronski underscore beat on MySpace. Uh, my friendster is uh, Bronski <laughs> underscore beat as well. Um, and yeah, so any of those. Cool. But mostly my, I mostly just stay on the MySpace still. I'm, you know, I think that I think that's gonna make a comeback. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I still got my mixes up so there. So definitely check that out. And uh, word. Thanks for having me, fellas. Of course. As love, always. Love. Peace. Peace. Yeah, man. Uh, big shout out to Braun. Yeah, my Bless brother. Bless us with his knowledge. Bless uh, big man team. We're going to have him on a bunch. He is just a, a legend and a wealth of knowledge. Um, but thanks for tuning in. You can catch yep. us at I'm the promoter. He's the DJ. Yes. You can catch Jason Smith at. I am Jason. Oh, shit. I did it again. I haven't done that in a long wow. time. You find me at Jason Smith Music on my IG and, and everything me. else. Jeff London underscore. Thank you once again for listening. Shout out to Hurley. Hurley. Peace. Okay. I'm reloaded. Jeff London. DJ Jason Smith. Here comes the pain.